sign of weakness. Always go for the throat. Buy low, sell high. Fear, that's the other guy's problem. Biz Talk Radio is proud to bring you Investor's Edge with Gary Kolbaum. Straight talk about you and your money. You can reach Gary now at 877-747-EDGE. That's 877-747-3343. Here's your host, Gary Kolbaum. And welcome once again to Investor's Edge. I'm Gary Kolbaum, your host. Hey, thanks for being with us today. Glad you are here, ladies and gentlemen. Happy that you are listening. It's August 8th, Thursday, 2019. And we're here to talk about, and let me be succinct and to the point, from the outset, this market. Every now and then we'll get somebody saying, talk markets more. We talk markets plenty. But with all the interference, we've got to do more than just that. But today at the outset, nothing but markets to make a vital and very important point. But first, as always... If you do not get this show in your city, go to GaryK.com. You can listen live or archive. We're live 6.06 p.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday. Also at GaryK.com, you can follow me on Twitter. Just the button there. Or go Twitter at Gary Kalpam. You can email me. Just be nice. How hard is it to just be nice? No, 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 no. Really? How hard is it to just be nice? It can't be that hard, is it? Read our commentary, articles we post. If you would like to hear what we're doing, we'd like to hear what you're doing. Press the money management button. Press the subscribe button to get our notes direct to you. If you'd like our email service, one month free, convictionleaders.com, convictionleaders.com, check it out at GaryK.com. Okay, I wish we were doing right now a webcast where I do the charts, but I'm not. So I'm going to do this slow, and you're going to have to replay back the tape later, or write notes as I speak, because we're going to backtrack here, because it looks like the default setting is working again. Looks like. So listen carefully. We just want to go back to first off state. And very importantly, regardless of what I'm about to tell you, the NASDAQ has had no gain in about a year. The NASDAQ has had about mm, a 6% gain in 19 months. The Dow has had no gain in 19 months. So the NASDAQ stronger than the Dow. No gain in 19 months on the Dow. You know we keep hearing about how strong the market is. The S&P 500, a couple of percent in 19 months. The Russell 2000, You have to go back 23 months of no gain. And you can go back two years, eight months. It's up about 9%. 
the transports, no gain in eh, 22 months. So regardless of what I'm about to say, it only has to do with about the last nine months. And in the last nine months, the NASDAQ, make it 11 months. The NASDAQ, no gain. The S&P 500, no gain. The Dow, no gain. And we're just doing 11 because we're going to the highs. The Russell 2000 in the last 11 months is down 12%. The transports in the last 11 months, and I'm going to the high of last September, down 12%. So what I'm about to tell you only has to pertain to going back to the high of last September, the bear market, the bottom of the bear at the end of December, the rally into the last day in April, the minor correction into the end of May, a little 7 to 10% correction depending on which uh, indice you look at in one month, and fast forward to the last four days. But we had eh, 6% correction in four or five days. Because I want to make very important points with you. That's why I wish we had a screen up. So you're going to have to do it yourself later. Hope you don't mind. Why do I want to do this? to make you recognize and understand what is moving the markets, why, and I cannot tell you final outcome right now. That's the one thing I cannot do, is tell you final outcome. But you obviously know where I'm going with this. Sometimes, it's like somebody at the Indy 500. How do you start the cars? Racers start your engines. And then what, a gun goes off or something or a flag? It's the default setting. Well, the market now has a default setting. And it's an important one. That must be paid attention to and recognized. And I must tell you, the good news for you is nobody's listening to me. I mentioned this before the market today on TV. felt like it went through one ear and out the other to the people interviewing me. Really did. But for us, it's everything. Not knowing what tomorrow brings, but knowing what they're trying to do. You know who they are. It's very simple. It really is right now. So up next, Gary, just what the heck are you talking about? And why do you take that whole segment to get to this point? That's up next on this, the one and only Investor's Edge. 
It's time to switch on the integrator units and get the brain cells working. You're listening to... Hey, this promises to be fun. Investor's Edge. The last bastion of quality programming. With Gary Coltbaum. It doesn't get better than this. And welcome once again to Investor's Edge. Thanks for being with us today. So here we go. And I'll do it slow. And I'll make the point that the three points I really want you to know about. The market topped out last September. Markets went down between 19 to 21% from September to Christmas Eve. Our markets, forget everybody else's for now. During that time, we had a central bank, ours, forget everybody else's, that was raising rates. The last one was on December 19th. They raised rates. The last one. I believe they went to two and a quarter dash two and a half percent on the Fed funds rate. For three more days, the market got hit. To where the spider, I'm using the spider, went from 294 down to 233. Over 20% on the S&P, at least the spider. It's the exchange traded fund. On Christmas Eve, after the market was closed, the market closed at 1 o'clock. Into the purview of all to hear was a message. They don't say it's directly from the Fed. Nobody announced it, but somehow it got into the media. That the Fed may change their stance from going from, we've got a few more rate hikes, which is the, the stance it was, to we can now be patient. A complete 180 from four days before. That was on Christmas Eve. On Christmas Day, the day where those who celebrate break Christmas, hang out with the family, wake up, look at presents. Jewish people, the joke is we go to Chinese restaurants and movies or the theme parks. On Christmas Day, a day the market's not open, they had a central bank Fed head quoted, they say from the day before. And that was, we can look to be patient. The day after Christmas, the day after Christmas, on that day, the Dow went up. Measly. thousand points it closed Christmas Eve day at 21792 the next day it closed at 22878 a thousand and eighty points the next day so when you get your chart out I want you to point an arrow at December 24th and put an arrow there in state leaked change of stance on the Fed on the 26th the day the market opened, off of the leak. And then on January 4th, the market rallied up for a couple more days. On January 4th, Jerome Powell confirmed the patience. No longer would they be raising rates. The market rallied. Pretty much V-shaped up until start of March. 
had a very minor couple of percent pullback in March, and then rallied up again in May, into the end of April. So, so far, I want you to draw that little line and write the notes. Fed change of stance, from raising rates a few times to patience. And then I want you to draw that diagonal line from 7 up to 7 p.m. to 1 a.m., because that's what the market did into early March. And I want you to remember that they stated the reason they're doing it, they're worried about the economy. But yet the economy did 3.2% in the first quarter. Interesting, huh? The Fed would not lie to us, would they? They wouldn't just make it up, would they? Well, we'll let you decide. So we had this big rally up, but only to near the highs of October. Remember that high, late September, early October, when they started that bearish phase? So we got a change of stance, but no gains from September to the end of April. Though, and that's if you just did nothing. That's if you did nothing. So when I'm here doing my radio show, and you don't have charts, your job, go get them. Because this is what I do. And I make sure I post it up on my wall in front of me to remember it. Because that was number one. The major change of stance. And the default setting of the market. Oh, jeez. Just go. Jump in. Institutional crowd, press the buttons. That's it. Boom. You got my point? Now, if this was only one time, we can go back 10 years of default setting of markets as the Fed went easy. But this was the first time Powell. So we're using that as the template. So up next, the next correction. Not a bearish market, not 20%. A five-week, six-week, seven to 10% correction. Remember that. That's up next. I'm Mr. One Only Investor's Edge. You're listening to America is talking. Investor's Edge. You gotta be pleased with that. The crowd is just on his feet here. He's a Cinderella boy. With Gary Coltbaum. I'm highly recommended. You're gonna feel better if you talk to him. And welcome again to Investor's Edge. Let's continue. So markets rallied up, but the rally slowed into the mid-April, into the end of April. And we saw a little deterioration, but nothing bad. And then markets dropped. Had a little drop of about uh, 1,400 Dow points in about seven days. But if you look at it, it's only about 5%. We've seen that before. But we had an anemic rally, and then we dropped one more time to where the Dow was down 2,000 points. But 2,000 points... You started at 26.6. What, what, what's 2,000 points? Really? What's 2,000 points on 26.6? 7%? Think about it. A little 7% in the Dow? Think about it. 7%? What do you do? We've seen that a 1,000 times throughout the years. 2,000 points on 26,700. Get out your pen. 
and on the date, first day in June, that the market was up, June 3rd, it got leaked. James Bullard, the St. Louis Fed head. Yeah, we can look to uh, maybe look to lower rates. What? That day, the market hit 24.680 and closed at 24.819. Another pivot. Draw your arrow and write it down. And the market, in four days, rallied 1,300 points. On the second one since December, the easier money. But it kept going. In fact, the Dow made a relative high. So off of that news, the Dow went from 24680 to 27398. What is that, 2300 points? 2600 points. More than 10%. The next pivot worked. The next easier money worked. Two for two. And then, in July, markets stopped going up. Sat around for two weeks. Still acting fine. And then the president, 10% tariff. The Dow drops from 27,281 to this Monday's, get this, 25,523, 1,700 points. Four trading days. <gasps> My goodness. So remember, we went through a three-month bear market before they changed their stance, and the reason why they took so long is because they were still in the middle of telling everybody we're raising rates, and they had a raise, and they really lose credibility. The second time was only five weeks of 7 to 10%. So remember, three months the first time, five weeks the second time, 7 to 10%. Remember, some things were worth worse. I believe the NASDAQ went from 81.76 to 72.92. That was about 10, 11%. And guess what happened this week? You know what happened. On Tuesday, that same James, Ever- James Bullard came out and said, looks like we can lower rates more. Looks like we can lower rates more. And that day, the market on the Dow, and I'm using the Dow, hit a low of 25.710, closed at 26.029, over 319 points. James Bullard, back again, but this time after only four days. Remember, three months, five weeks, and now four days? But uh uh-oh, yesterday, China tells Donald Trump, the president, Donald Trump, to go screw himself. We're retaliating. And the market opens down bid. What? The Bullard did not work? That can't be. They send out Evans, the Chicago guy. Not only does he say lower rates, but he says it three separate times in a planted speech. From the time that came out, Dow rallied 500 points off the low. And today was up another 371 points. We'll do the market wrap in a minute. Ladies and gentlemen, what does it tell you? 
You tell me. What does it tell you? A, they're scared blankless of the markets going down. But what's the most important part it tells you? The default setting of the market is whenever you hear this, close your eyes and just buy the hell out of the market. But even though, even with all this, a bunch of the major indices know nothing in 12 to 24 months, depending on which you're looking at. And foreign markets are much worse. Which begs the question, what are they worried about? First it was three months, then five weeks. Now they couldn't stand four days of a market correction. By the way, we're not giving you an opinion here. We're reporting to you the news. And we're just telling you what's happening. And we'll let you decide what to do. And we'll let you decide how you want to extrapolate it and how you decide to play it. But we're letting you know. They are obvious. It is front and center. For whatever reason, nobody wants to see it. Because just remember Wall Street. They don't give a crap about anything as long as markets go higher. They couldn't give a crap why it was going higher. They don't give a crap if we go into a climactic bubble burst like 99. They don't give a crap about 2008 where they got defended by the politicians and got paid off by us and we got nothing out of it and savers got screwed. We're just letting you know. Third time's the charm. We will let you know if anything changes. But the default setting is on again and only took four days for these maniacs, these people that think they are God with the markets. They think they are heroes. They think they can do whatever they want to do and the markets will just say, yes, sir, Bob. It's working again. One second. And it's working again. And we'll see how it plays out. Up next, today's market wrap. Get out your pen and your charts and write these things down. Muy importante. Up next on this one and only Investor's Edge. You're listening to... Well, what are you waiting for? One, two, ready, go. Investor's Edge. With Gary Kulpah. And welcome once again to Investor's Edge. So there you have it. Get the charts out. Write your notes and your arrows at the low in December, the low at the end of May, early June, and now this low. But then get a weekly chart out and notice while all this is going on, overall, markets on a treadmill and going nowhere. We're talking market here. Of course, there's individual names that are better than others. And it's amazing to watch. And again, uh, I'm under the radar on Wall Street, even though I'm on Fox News and Fox Business. I'm really under, and I have this show, I'm really under the radar. I'm not quoted as big time in the newspapers, even though I used to be on USA Today a lot. But the guy who uh, who I knew, Adam Schell, left. You know, the go-to guy is like Kramer and stuff like that. Nobody's talking about this obvious right in your face because they don't want to talk about it. You know what they want to tell you? Oh, this is because everything's great and earnings are great and blah, 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 blah. No. It's central bank intervention. And very simply, and I want you to listen carefully, until it stops working, this is your template. You got that? Now, a few things. Number one, the next, and by the way, I said yesterday, 
And I put in my little report this morning. If the markets rally up here, the Fed does not have to do an intra-meeting rate cut. That's the goal. That's why they did this. They don't want to do an intra-meeting and show they're desperate. And that's why they sent these idiots out in the last two days. They're getting their way again because Wall Street is like that little, little puppy dog that note. My dogs, Cosmo and Winston, the dog bones in my house are in the kitchen to the side. If they're on a wall on these shelves. When I walk into the kitchen, they look at me. If I take one step towards those bones, they run right to those bones. Default setting. The dogs are trained. Now, I don't want to equate Wall Street to dogs. My dogs are a lot better than Wall Street. By the way, that was a great analogy. So there's your story. If and when it ever changes, that is going to get interesting. When the market finally shoots the middle big gigantic finger at these people, on their pivots, on their easier money, I'm going to be short 200%. But it's working again. A thousand points since the low yesterday. 900 of them when the guy came out three times. Three separate quotes to turn the market. Market Wrap brought to you by investment-models.com. That's Jim Rohrbeck, one of the great market timers. No gray areas with the man you're either in or out of the market. was proprietary indicators. Go check it out. Investment-models.com. Dow 371. High of the day. S&P 54. High of the day. NASDAQ 176. High of the day. NASDAQ 100. 172. High of the day. Sox 39. High of the day. Transports 174. High of the day. Even the small caps had a good day. And interesting enough, we have these little, this lingo on Wall Street. It's climbing up the pole. Straight down, a little bit straight up. Now, that all said, the Dow is still uh, 1,000 points below the recent high. It's going to go straight up? <laughs> In this environment, hell yeah. Is that what odds favor? No. Can we keep going higher after that? Don't know. Can we just start really turning down badly tomorrow? Anything's possible. But the game is on. And listen carefully to the final thought on the Fed. If by chance... For whatever reason, tomorrow, the market hits a wall and drops 400 points tomorrow, just by chance, which, by the way, I give it 3% chance, which means absolutely nothing because predictions don't matter. But if it does, they will be talking to each other about cutting next week, not waiting six weeks. And, of course, the worse it is if it drops, the quicker they will be. That's the game. Make sure you understand it. Make sure you know it. Until it changes, that will be the game. And there you have it. There's your story. Anyway, shape or form. And again, don't believe me. Get the charts, write the notes, put it up there. And if you don't, if you don't believe what I'm telling you about what they said, I gather you can Google it all. The reason I know it's fact, because on my little service I have, briefing.com, you can post predate stuff and go backwards. And I went back to the dates, and right there in living color is exactly what happened to the day. And I have no other, nothing much else to say but a strong day. In the aftermarket, Uber's down uh, three bucks, really crappy numbers. It was down five bucks earlier. And Trade Desk, a leading name, that's only down 10 now. It was down 20. But good reactions to earnings from yesterday. Mercado Libre, MELI up 74. Go look at it. Roku up 21 on their losses. Go look at it. And Booking.com, the old price line up 119 bucks. Keep in mind it's a $1,900 stock on their numbers. So some pretty good moves today. And that's it. Have a great evening. Drive carefully. When you get home, do like we do. Quite a simple procedure. 
Hope we helped. Make sure you have your children. Night night all. This clean edit of Investor's Edge created by Stu Lander. Follow me at twitter.com slash s-t-o-o-l-a-n-d-e-r.